Welcome back to another episode of Soul Therapy, the podcast. My name is Juan, and we're with Daytona. I'm Daniel. And today, we're going to be talking about Spotify pulling out the Korean tracks from its platform, as well as the Korean Hip Hop Awards controversy surrounding the DPR crew. Like always, if you enjoyed today's episode, please subscribe to our podcast on all streaming platforms. And for more contents, please go and follow us on all socials at soul underscore therapy. Now, first up, we're going to be talking about Spotify pulling out the Korean tracks from its platform. And for those of you guys who are not familiar with it, basically Spotify is having an issue with one of their uh, Korean music platform, Kakao M. And they basically took down a lot of the popular Korean uh, tracks from its platform as they have yet to resolve the issue. Now, Daniel, Daytona, you guys are aware of the issue. What do you guys think? Uh, no one likes this, I guess. <laughs> for sure, I mean, for sure. Like, who, who was liking this? Yeah. Like, why, like, uh, why are always, like, these distributors and platforms, mm-hmm. to be frank with all of you listening to this podcast, like, why are they keep fucking on my playlist? You know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> they, they keep fucking on my music. Like, leave us the fuck alone is what I'm trying to say here. Like, yeah. Who have like, you missed uh, so far? Yeah. Um, Who disappeared? Yeah. Like, there has been lots of controversy regarding music platforms in Korea. Like, mm-hmm. um, there were talks about uh, machines, like, ranking up streams. Like, everything was a mess here. And mm-hmm. when people heard that Spotify was going to come into Korea, it, was, it wasn't... It was pretty welcoming. Because... For example, uh, not many people in Korea know what that um, Spotify is not exactly a moral company. Mm. So we were just like, man, these big dudes are coming in, and finally we're going to get this incompetent Korean music platforms going to like they're going to go out of business, and we kind of welcomed that mm. because they were doing such a bad job, and mm. we wanted a competent platform, mm-hmm. and. People were very hyped about it, like hyped up about it. And then when it finally happens, like, has it been like two weeks, three weeks since the service very started? Short. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And this happens where you can't stream the music on uh, on Spotify mm-hmm. because like the companies wouldn't let up their, I guess, some intellectual property issues. Yeah, that's tough. That's tough. How do you, how do you feel about this, Daniel? I mean, you're from California right now, right? Yeah. To be quite honest, when I first heard about this news, uh-huh. I was kind of shocked, but mm-hmm. I was confused at the time too because I didn't know if the, if this issue was regarding just Korea or if it was or if it had to do with the whole world, mm-hmm. you know. So, I checked my Spotify and a lot of the stuff were actually on there. I don't know if if I wasn't digging enough, but mm-hmm. so it's just it's just some of the major artists. I mean, it's not like everything is gone for sure, but um, okay. it is just some of the artists. And I'm not sure if you guys saw a tweet from uh, Tablo from Epic High. Mm, I did yeah. see that. Yes, yes. Basically, I mean, you know, Epic High just released a new album very recently, and you know, I'm sure he was frustrated about this as well. You know, and yep. in his tweet, he said. Um, and our album is unavailable globally against our will, regardless of who is at fault. Why is it always the artists and the fans that suffer when the businesses place greed over art? And 
Honestly, I thought she was just speaking the truth right there. Yes. Yes. He was preaching to the masses, man. (laughs) He was preaching. Yeah, I thought it was, I thought it was really um, refreshing and very, very good that Tablo uh, stood up and he, he said something about this because at the end of the day, art is important as well. Money. Yeah. yeah, Money is important, but money comes and goes, right? Yes. Yes. Well, when it comes to music, music is something that's universal and something that's beautiful Mm -hmm. and people can relate to artists' music. And Mm -hmm. for, you know, Kakao to just remove the famous artist's music in an instant, it it almost creates a dissonance. It Uh it does a disservice to the people because the artists are making for the fans. It's -hmm. for them to listen to and to really empathize or sympathize with the artist. But right, right. Just to blatantly take out the music all oh, because of licensing issues. I, I just feel like at the end of the day, it's disrespectful, but at the same yes. time, it shouldn't happen like that. Mm-hmm. So I've actually like, like dig deeper into this, actually this issue from what I saw, like Kaka was actually blaming Spotify right now saying that Spotify is the one that's not renewing the global contract and reason why it's like yeah. a little complicated is because now that Spotify is in Korea, it means that mm. they are competing with Kakao as well because Kakao owns the mm. Korean music platforms like Melon, etc. Melon, yeah, Melon. So yeah, Melon. That's the one. That's the main one, right? So yeah. with that being said, that's why it's yeah, yeah. There's like a huge mm. uh, conflict of interest right there, and mm. honestly, I'm not. Has it been resolved yet? I don't think so, right? No, it's I don't not. Think so. Yeah, yeah. I think, I, I, I'm not sure yeah. because I don't use Spotify, but right, um, right, right, right. I think some music is option like operational and some right, not. right, yeah. right. So to be real, like with all that going on, I'm not quite sure if it's exactly going to be you know restored within a short period of time. So yeah, I'm actually looking at the list of artists that were you know yeah. deleted from Spotify. And uh, coincidentally, one of them is actually DPR Live, you know, our next oh, comment. Wow. Yes. Yeah. So that's a huge coincidence. But um, yeah, I mean, do you guys like DPR Live's music? Oh, I yeah. think it's great. Um, you guys I, like- I reviewed, I reviewed it positively too in my um, review. So yeah, the latest, definitely. The latest, the latest. Uh, album. Is anybody out there? Yeah, I yes. gave that. Yeah, I that yeah. album a good score. It was a, it was a, it was a very nice album. For me, I love the album. But mm-hmm. let me go back to this this issue real quick. It, mm-hmm. Do you guys remember when you know Simon Dominic and Loco like their image was on the Spotify kind of the advertisement? Oh yeah, I think I saw it somewhere. So, mm-hmm. well, if if you haven't. Uh, there was like an advertisement for Spotify and Simon Dominic logo, the AOMG image was on there. And I just think this whole, you know, licensing issue is embarrassing just because if you're going to release the music, just Mm. release it and just get it over with. We don't need to go back and forth, you know, who's at fault here or who's done what wrong. And it's just embarrassing. Then why did you have, why would you have the images up earlier and then just all of a sudden say, oh, Kakao just has, is in a 
confrontation between Spotify due to licensing issues. It just doesn't make sense. And it's quite embarrassing. If you're going to release the music, just release it. Don't, don't take your words back and start deleting the music off the charts or off the, the Spotify just because of licensing issues. Mm. Like figure that out beforehand before you even have these advertisements. To be perfectly honest here, um, I am not a very huge fan of KakaoM. Never have mm. been, still am not, and probably never will be. The reason is, um, especially when it comes to Korea's music industry, and I'm sure this is probably, I, I know for a fact that this is very similar for Spotify, is that these music distributor platforms are not exactly in a position to say that someone is right or wrong. They have a habit of and a business practice of keep um, ripping off of artists. Like they give ridiculous small amounts for um, paper streams and they have the audacity to claim actual ownership over these music musicians' art pieces and negotiate it among themselves without actually consulting the artist first. Like... I know that this is probably more complicated under legal contracts, but coming from a very macro perspective, this is utter bullshit. Like, artists' art are theirs. The musician made the music. Melon didn't make music. Spotify didn't make the music. They are the ones who made music. And because of all these um, technical bullshit that always happens through, the art that is supposed to be accessible to as many people as possible is being blocked because of a person that actually didn't was not involved in the process of making that music. So you had like Korean corporations had a very bad history of ripping off of artists, which is also the same for Spotify. And because of business contracts and business um, interests that have nothing to do with the artist, it is the person and the artists and the fans that are paying for this. Like we pay for your services, right? We pay for Spotify. We pay for Melon. And if you pay for them and cannot hear the music, they're not upholding their end of the contract when it comes to uh, consumer relationships. So all this being said, the problem about this whole shenanigans is that not because of legal technicalities, not because who licensed what, who has this, who has ownership of this. The biggest part of this is that they are not fulfilling the contract with their consumers. We are paying your platforms. We're paying these platforms to listen to the music we want to. And they blocked it out. This is just not professional. This is going straight against professionalism. And in a capitalist society, if you're not professional, you deserve to be kind of, you know, you deserve to be destroyed. Like this is a classic case of corporations fucking over consumers because they know they can. They don't care about art. They they never did. But we always knew that. But even going further, by all of this putting together, they're not just fucking up the artists. We have to know that they are fucking us over. They're practically saying, fuck you to the consumer. We, we should not put up with this. There should be some kind of, like, there should be some kind of, um, what do you call it in English? Um, uh, repercussions, right? Yeah. Yeah. We need some sort of repercussions every time this kind of bullshit happens. This has happened way too many times. This happened with Apple Music. This happened with Melon. This happened with Genie Music. The only platform that I didn't have this problem with was Naver Vibe, which is the reason I'm kind of using it. And it's just, 
I'm tired of this. This has happened for like the entire span of my review career. And every time something like this happens, like I have to suffer for it. Like, stop this. Like, I know you're good. You people are not listening in the corporate in the corporate people like are not listening to this podcast. But if you are, please stop this is what I'm saying. I don't I don't care about these technicalities. Just stop this. Like, mm. I'm paying you and you're not giving back the service you promised me. Stop. I hear you. I feel the pain. Oh, man. I really didn't want to rant. But every time this subject comes up, I'm just, oh. No, you are representing uh, many uh, platform users out there, I'm sure. I'm sure many people feel uh, just like you. I mean, so, I mean, back to the whole DPR. So DPR Live was one of the artists that was taken out from uh, Spotify. Mm-hmm. Uh, due to its controversies or issues with the Cacao M. And, you know, the DPR crew is actually having its own separate issue with the whole Korean hip hop award controversies. Are you guys aware of that mm. part as well? Yeah. 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 So, very. I wasn't, yeah. but then I knew. Yeah. Yeah. So just to give like a little bit more of more background, um, basically a DPR crew was part of the um, best music video of the year award candidacy mm. for uh, 2020 Korean hip hop awards. And unfortunately, um, Hiring Music's The Purge won the music video of the year award. And there has been a lot of talk about it, right? So mm. What do you guys feel about that? Yeah. Well, for me, I wasn't aware of this until I saw it or I heard from it from, you know, my boss and it's quite, I don't know. It's kind of difficult to talk about this just because Uh, I didn't know what fully went down, but uh, from the general summary, I I thought it was, I'm trying to be, you know, neutral here. I don't want to go one way or the other because I thought both music videos were amazing. However, in my heart, I wanted DPR's music video to win just because it had the balance of both the music video and the the aesthetics. You know, it, it gave a very thematic experience, like kind of like that theater experience, that movie experience. And, you know, at the end of the day, if higher music, when, if higher music did, you know, obviously they did win the the award for it. I'm not, I'm happy with that as well, just because I thought that Purge music video was amazing. It, it, mm. it was straight a music video. So, mm-hmm. and it, it was very gritty, very dark, and it represented the title of the song really well. So, mm-hmm. you know, from that perspective, I didn't see too much of a problem in my mm-hmm. opinion, mm-hmm. but I, I did want to see a new artist take the award. So, from that perspective, there was a little bit of, you know, you know, debate that could have been um, started, but but for me at least, if one or the other had won, I would have been fine either way. I would have not been angry about it. But again, since you know, we always want new artists winning, you know, different categories, different awards. You know, I'm a little, you know, saddened a little bit, just a tiny bit. But hmm. hey, higher music won it; they deserve it just for yeah. the amount of work that they've been putting in last year. So kudos to both artists. What do you think they turn off? Like, I th- I guess Daniel already covered like the, uh, what do you call it? The actuality of this situation, like comparing the two music videos and stuff. But 
coming off of a more bigger perspective here, um, I think it's perfectly fine for artists have um, to be vocal about dissatisfaction with like award shows. Like it's perfectly normal for an artist to do that. If you think you're being underrepresented, if you think you're being not giving the credit you deserve, speak out about it. And I think that is a perfectly within the right of an artist to do so. Like I know um this whole thing was not even um DPR Live's actual statement. I think it was he retweeted or put it up on an Insta story something that a fan said about him being underappreciated in the award shows. So, I'm not really sold on if dpr live really actually feels like it although it kind of does seem like it and you know you know what i'm talking about right he's yeah. Yeah, yeah yeah um like me as a contributor on the platform that actually planned this award show mm-hmm. um it is not actually easy to appreciate every artist on the platform even if we want to, because there are limited spaces when it comes to how many albums you can nominate, how many videos you can nominate, like how many songs you can nominate. This wouldn't have been a big problem if Mm -hmm. there had been more award shows, I guess. Mm -hmm. The same thing is going on with the States. Um, Last year, I mean this year, actually, it's this year's Grammy, right? Like The Weeknd didn't get a nomination, right? Mm -hmm. And it was regarded as one of the biggest snubs in Grammy history. Like the reason that kind of stuff happens is because the Grammy is too centralized. Like there should be similar award shows like the Grammys with equal importance. For example, if people saw like the Britain's Mercury Prize as just as important as the Grammy Prize, uh, Grammy Awards, it wouldn't have been such a problem because it is impossible for an artist for like a caliber of an artist like The Weeknd to be ignored in every award show. Like, he is going to get nominated somewhere, even if it's not the Grammys, right? Mm-hmm. So he he, he gets same thing here. Um, we need more award shows. Like I know Korean Hip Hop Awards, and um, there's also I don't know how, how they speak it, and I don't know the English term for this. There's also something called the Hangul Tejungumaksa, yeah, which yeah, is the, the Korean mess. Uh, a direct translation would be a Korean uh, pop music award show. So that's that's an award show that does not only exclusively with hip hop, but the entire scape of the musical scene in Korea. And these are practically the only two award shows that count. You know what I mean? Except the Melon Music Awards, like Mama and stuff like that. That's purely commercial. That is purely based on almost streams and netizen votes. When it comes to giving awards for the actual artistry by judgment of critics and something that regards music as a higher art form, these are the two only award shows that have actual meaning in Korea. Mm-hmm. We need award shows that are like just as important as Korean hip hop awards. Like for the states have the source awards, the states have different awards within the hip hop atmosphere, and we just have a single one. I think that's where the problem comes from. Like no one platform, no one award organizer cannot shout out every artist that has had a run this year for a certain particular year. If there were at least like two or three more award shows, I guess everyone can get the credit they deserve because, 
Yeah, because all the nominations will be different, right? Although there are going to be awards, of course, albums that, you know, are nominated in many different awards. Yeah, you you see what I mean. Like, there has to be more platforms. So I know that I have been talking like this a lot for the past podcast, but all of this happens because basically it's happening because the market is not big enough. The market should get bigger for every individual artist that deserves the credit to actually get the credit. Like mm. there should be more magazines. There should be not just be hip hop player, then not should be only hip hop LE, but some like at least ten different publications, and then mm. we can begin to talk about whether like they are being really underrated. Because mm. when it comes to DPR Live, it is true that like maybe no the most hardcore hip hop fans might not like him. Mm-hmm. Like you know the you know like people I guess sound? who like yeah. Yeah, people like Vis Major and stuff like that. But it's also true that DPR Live didn't has a very huge fan base compared to his media coverage. He almost has zero media coverage, but he has a huge fan base despite of that. Mm-hmm. That is an accomplishment. And the dude is hella talented. The dude, although he, he does make commercial music, there's a very almost edgy kind of creativity in him that's pretty rare to see, I think. And he mm-hmm. deserves the credit for that. And since um, like magazines like Hip Hop Play and Hip Hop LE are based on super hardcore hip hop fans, DPR might have been excluded because the netizens didn't vote for his nomination. You know what I mean? The netizens, like, like the people on the net that actually care about hip hop culture, not just a single artist. So it's just, this is just a very frustrating situation for me because mm-hmm. although I know for me at least that there were better albums than DPR Live's albums, it was kind of bumming to see he was not getting like nominated because that album was really good. Like it had its flaws, but the, um, the high points were amazing. Um, the performances were consistent it just is a really well-made album and a very well-made visuals as well. So, right, right. Yeah. It's just, I get your point. Yeah. There needs to be more award shows for stuff. This kind of stuff right. to stop happening. What about you one? I mean, there's that whole other controversy, right? Cause like, you know, there was the purge, you know, there was the Bentley too, but for DPR crew, they had, um, two music video in the candidacy, the legacy, and then there was a Kiss Me plus Neon. So some people were saying, yo, like, why would you put two music videos in a candidacy? Because that might split up the votes. You know what I mean? Obviously, the Korean Hip Hop Awards is not going to reveal how the votes came out to. So in that sense, they're saying that a lot of the DPR fan votes were split into two different music videos. And that possibly may have been the reason why the higher music's The Purge won. And while we may never know the truth, I think there is a point there. Maybe if there was just Legacy on the candidacy, then maybe Legacy might have gotten a whole lot more votes and they just might have won. So, yeah, I mean, like, you know, Jay Park and Swings came out on the interview and said this, but no one is ever going to be, you know, fully satisfied. Like, not everyone's always going to be satisfied, but... It is what it is, and, you know, I hope, if anything, this gives them more motivation for next year's music video so that no one could even say, 
you know, DPR, it's okay that DPR didn't get the award. Like, I want DPR crew to be so much motivated that they created a bomb music video that no one can argue, you know? So, you know, it's already over, and I think it is what it is. Granted, like, the DPR crew always had great visuals. Like, it was one of, like, his... Um, it was one of the reasons why so many people gravitated toward him. Right. Like his visuals have been always consistently amazing. Like from the start, it wasn't not like he like he improved over time. Like DPR had great visuals from the very beginning. That's always yeah. something that has been very what do you call it um, intriguing to me. Like how do you start off so so talented? <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah. Um, many artists in the Korean hip hop scene were very influenced by that, I guess. Like, yeah, yeah, like to upgrade their visuals. It was not just about the music; it was about the visuals right, as right. well. Like, right. of course, like when I review records, I don't care about the visuals. But mm-hmm. when it comes to marketing strategy, when it comes to having a great fan base, when it comes to selling your music, visuals are very important. Like ever since DPR, DPR is sort of a, almost a game changer. It's not like his videos are super like um, what do you call it? Challenging, I guess. Mm-hmm. It's not like an Omega Sapien video. It's not like mm-hmm. a bombing target video. But when it comes to the quality of the visuals, when it comes to color comparisons, um, color contrast. Sorry, co- color contrast. Like he was he the, like, even if. Like to the most skeptics of the DPR crew, one thing you can never take away from them is they really changed the visual game here in Korea. Like mm-hmm. that's 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 a classic accomplishment. And maybe if there was a Korean hip hop award back then when DPR started off, that would have been great. But mm-hmm. this is like the third, I think, award. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think I I can definitely see why DPR felt underrated. Well, so uh, as we begin to uh, slowly wrap up our show, guys, is there any artist or a song that you guys are currently listening to and would like to share and recommend to our our listeners? I think yesterday, was it, or two two or three days ago was International Women's Day. Yes. Shout out to all the women across the globe. Right. Shout out. Um, Power to women. And Uh there's a very forward-thinking artist here in Korea by the name of Lim Kim. Um, Lim Kim. Yeah, she's a female, uh, she's a woman rapper, and Mm. she always was ahead of the curve, like her Generation album. Like, if you haven't, you have to listen to it, but that's not the track I'm going to talk about today. Um, She Mm. released a track in in celebration of International Women's Day. It is a very uh, seamless hybrid of hip-hop and korean traditional music the song's name is mago yeah it's a single um the song's name is mago and it was produced one of my favorite producers in the game right now um the producer's name is malib do not be confused with madlib it's malib which is m-a-a-l-i-b he's a he's a super talented producer like every detail in the beat like the snare like the bass like the tone of it it's very like it's so detailed. Like Malib has always put out very detailed production, and mm-hmm. this shows in this new track. And Linkin's performances, and it's amazing, um, especially for foreign fans. The almost the entirety of the lyrics are in English, so oh. 
Yeah, okay. I think I think you'll see what like Lim Kim is going for. Like this is not exactly the like like MC and kind of hip hop, but this is a very techno bit, like electronic okay. influence alternative hip hop, and it's a great track. Period. So go ahead and check it out, Lim Kim Mago. Sounds yeah, good. Sure. For me, I picked Don Mills '88. Ooh. And this is off of his first album called Young Dawn, and it yeah. was released in 2014, and it's produced by TK, who's also a producer in VMC. And the reason why I chose this is because, you know, lately I've been needing of motivational songs, stuff that that's very high, high energy, high octane. And I totally forgot that I had this song in my in my phone and I was playing this over and over and it just, it just gave me this boost of energy, you know, while I'm working or doing other things. And it just gave me this motivational feel to it. And, and I love Don Mills just because he has this unique tone. He's a, he's a big guy, you know, he has a big stature, but his voice is very unique and it's very interesting the way he flows on his songs. He has a really good cadence and, and the song, it really talks about, who he is as an introduction to the Korean hip hop scene, but also to VMC. So, and he was born in 1988. So I thought it was really clever with the wordplay that he has in, in the song. Adding on, I guess a bit like that 88 track you just talked about, like when it comes to, I think Korean hip hop history, like that track is classic. Like for sure. Yeah. Because no one actually did that kind of track before Don Mills. It was like this, Chicago drill kind of like super hype violent trap shit and no one was actually doing it that much but he was the first person to do it like I really think without Don Mills like there wouldn't have been an uneducated kid or all these trappers out here oh for sure yeah Don Mills deserves that credit well anyways uh that's all the time we have for today but um please do comment and let us know what you think of the topics we went over today and also if you enjoyed today's episode um, please go and subscribe to our podcast on all platforms. And don't forget to give us that five-star rating. And of course, if you guys want more K-Hip-Hop Juice, uh, please go check out my YouTube channel, Show Me The One, for more interesting contents. And also follow our social media pages at soul underscore therapy. All right. Well, thank you guys, and see you guys next time. Peace. Peace.